You are listening to The Walker and Podcast, episode six in part one of the 2020 Back to School special. For part one, I interviewed Urshan alumni, Luke Moore. He attended Urshan College for three years. Before his time at college, he participated in ministry of all kinds for most of his life, as you will learn. If you want to know more about Bible College, you've come to the right place. Now, listen in on my conversation with Brother Luke Moore. Welcome. Thank you for coming on to the Walk Run Podcast. Uh, if you're listening, or if you are, in this case, uh, our guest, Brother Luke Moore, it's always an honor to learn from someone and to use their knowledge to help what I'm doing and help myself grow personally and to do uh, to always increase and to become smarter and with full of more wisdom, I guess you could say. Uh, Brother Luke Moore, how are you doing today? Hey, man, I'm doing well. Uh, excited to be here today. No problem. Well, uh, as always here uh, on Walk Run, uh, I want to get to know a little bit about you. So we all, all of us listeners, uh, I consider myself a listener as well, uh, that we start on the same sure. page. So that way, you know, we listen to you and we all kind of have the same uh, background. We all understand and we're all coming from, you know, the same idea and we digest the information that you're giving us in the same way. So first off, then probably one of the most obvious questions here, since we're doing a back to school special is what college did you attend and when did you graduate? Yeah, I, uh, I attended Urshan College um, to finalize my Bachelor's in Arts of Organizational Leadership, and I finished that program in May of 2019. So I've been graduated uh, just a few months over a year now. Okay, perfect. So you're you're fresh off. Um, you're probably, with the few that I have lined up, the freshest out of college. Um, sure. And the reason that I selected you few is because you're out and you can look back instead of you're being inside of it and you can look at the whole picture. So the people that you'll be seeing after this interview have all graduated. Uh, so what are you doing now in terms of ministry, uh, like uh, day-to-day kind of job for the church kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I attend the Temple of Pentecost in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, Pastor Brian Balstero. And I grew up in that church, so when I graduated, it was a real easy fit to come back home. Uh, and, and as far as the church goes, uh, besides the normal service work that's required uh, throughout the week, you know, vacuuming the church and other things like that, um, most of what I do for our church is um, uh, worship leading, and I'm a part of our music team. I work hand-in-hand with our pastor's wife, who's our music director, to uh, accomplish the weekly needs, the platform needs. And then I also uh, serve uh, the ministry staff in whatever capacity possible um, throughout the week and especially during services. And I'm also um, the guest connections and assimilation coordinator for our church. So essentially, I just uh, grab the new folks and help them find a good spot in the church. And that's that's most of what I do now. Perfect. It sounds like you kind of graduated and got right into doing what you're doing, which is always yeah, great absolutely. to start to, to plug yourself into your church and to, to help out your church. So if you don't mind, just a very quick summary of kind of where you got to how you are, kind of like your upbringing and a little bit of your testimony to see, kind of give us to where from point A to point B to where you are now. Sure. Uh, well, as I said earlier, um, I was born and raised in our church, uh, came up uh, doing ministry 
being involved uh, in nearly everything that we had at our church from, you know, the, the, the children's choir to drama. And then I started teaching Sunday school. I was involved in Bible quizzing for a number of years, very involved in our youth group. Um, and then as I progressed through high school um, and graduated, I actually um, went on into our hyphen group. And that's around the time that God uh, began to speak to me and call me um, to to this stage in life that we're sort of talking about right now in this back to school special. Um, and, and just a little bit of that testimony, I'm a fourth generation apostolic on my mom's side and a first generation on my dad's side. And um, so I sort of have the best of both worlds in the sense that I come from, you know, a lot of heritage in the apostolic movement. And then uh, from my dad's perspective, I've learned a lot from being sort of that uh, fresh first generation um, uh, child, my dad, you know, coming into the church at a later age, meeting my mom, and then um, they raised me to be involved in ministry and to do everything I could for the church. And that's sort of how we got to having this conversation today is just being involved and serving as much as I could. Amen. Well, if you've listened to any number of the podcast episodes, it's always great to be plugged in and do what you can for your church. So to honestly, just to move on to the real meat of the information, we kind of jumped real quick. But the real obvious question is, why did you pick Bible College 1? And then why did you select Urshan? Yeah, absolutely. The uh, The main reason, um, it, it comes sort of as part of that testimony. When I graduated high school, um, I had uh, an experience at my school that, that drove me to want to be um, in the medical field. And so I started seeking uh, that pathway out. Um, I became a certified nursing assistant right out of high school and then um, was planning to go um, into nursing school through a local community college. So I did essentially my first two years there, got all of my prerequis- prerequisite classes out of the way, um, took the basic math, sciences, um, and then as the as that began to progress, um, I came closer and closer to the time that I would eventually have to um, make the jump into nursing school, um, and so that was a, a big task. It was sort of ahead of me, and um, that was a right around the time that God really began to move on my spirit about ministry. I'd always known that I was called, and that calling had been confirmed um, by my pastor, by my parents, by my leaders in my life that I was submitted to. But it was uh, it was around that time that God really began to move on my heart and began to show me that he had plans for me that were um, more involved in the church than what I thought. Every every job can be a ministry and every vocation can become a mm-hmm. ministry if you use it for the right reason. Um, and so God really was moving on my heart at that time. Some uh, circumstances sort of led me to feel like um, uh, that the nursing program was not for me. And so it was right around that time that I decided actually to remove myself from the program that I was in at the local community college. And uh, it was a it was a world shaking moment, bro. Um, I called uh, my advisor at that school and I told them that I was removing myself from that program. And they were shocked and rode to convince me um, not to do that. But God was really moving on my heart. And so it was during that summer, just before uh, the, the fall semester of 2015, um, or I apologize, 2016, that God really began to move on me and, and begin to speak to me about Urshan College. Up to that point, only one other person from my church had ever gone there, and they'd only stayed for one semester. And so it was a real challenge for me to want to seek that place out. Um, but 
a lot of the things that drove me to choose Urshan was um, their, the, first of all, the atmosphere that they created. I attend what, attended what was called a preview weekend um, where I was able to go to the school. I was able to spend some time there for a weekend. They do some services. They allow you to sit in some classes. Um, and the information that they were presenting seemed enticing to me. Um, I was nervous about just getting a, I may be jumping ahead here, but I, I was nervous a little bit about um, about just going to school to study theology. It wasn't necessarily something that I was interested in um, making my major. So I wanted to go somewhere that, you know, created opportunity for me to be able to spread my wings um, in ministry and do a couple of different things. And Urshan College presented that for me. And uh, so I selected Urshan for that reason and also because um, they were seeking regional accreditation at the time. And they've actually since achieved that. And so that was also a big part of it for me. That's honestly a great point getting us to where we need to go. Uh, moving on, you kind of answered a few of the questions I've already had ahead of me. So one thing that I personally have wondered is how does like church service work when you're on Bible college? Because I know a few Bible college students. And of course, I'll be interviewing a few more for this special that I'm doing. Sure. And I, and I know some that drive back to say their home church if they go to college in state obviously here you went out of state i believe but they it's in state and they don't have to drive far uh to get back to their home church or to go Mm -hmm. to their pastor so with bible college you can get to church in a second and kind of break it down with it but what is a daily schedule like on a bible college campus sun up sundown what are classes like how does the flow feel is it is it like normal high school where you're locked in you have your schedule or is it more like I guess what people think about college is, is more part-time and you do jobs throughout the day and you kind of make money like a like like almost like you graduated but you're still doing school on the side with it yeah um to answer your question uh, more in detail uh I would start by um uh, just sort of saying that anyone considering bible college should know that it is you know just it has the word bible tacked on to the end of it uh but it's no different than any other college. Um, I attended, um, you know, a community college beforehand, like I said, and then a, a multiplicity of my friends had attended university um, before they came to school. And they all agreed that really and truthfully, the schedule was no different. Um, there are 8 a.m. classes and there are late evening classes that you could take. Um, and, and of course, when it comes to college and when it comes to leaving that high school method, which is really that, you know, 738 o'clock to you know 334 o'clock um, method and style um, there is there is something to be said about college uh, when it comes to choosing your classes that you can choose you know your schedule how to work for you um, and so a traditional schedule a daily schedule when it came to Bible college was nothing different than what I'd experienced at uh, the community college that I attended um, there were Early classes um, in the organizational leadership program, uh, Dr. Tom O'Daniel, who was the program head while I was at Urshan, um, he he definitely drove that leaders were early risers. <laughs> and so we had early classes. Um, there was mm-hmm. breakfast served on campus. You know, we got up for 8 a.m.s. Um, and then I had many friends who had to take some classes that were later on in the evening. The latest class that I had uh, went from 6 until 9 p.m. And so... Um, there, you know, there it's just like a regular college there. Um, there is, you know, lunch served, breakfast served on campus. Um, it's just like living in any other dorm room, uh, from what I picked up from the students who'd gone to university that the dorm life was very similar. So the schedule was very similar for sure. 
Okay. So back to touch back on a church. So how does church work? Is it Sunday, Wednesday, or since it's Bible college, is church every day, or is it, how does that work? Or maybe do you have classes, and then there's church for this group of kids that have classes at a certain time of the day, and there's church for the other kids that, you know, are out of class. How does that, how does that kind of flow? How do you attend church like normal? Sure, yeah. So, um, classes run Monday to Friday, uh, but while I was at Urshan, we had, my first semester, actually, they had two chapels per week, um, and, and students were, uh, required to attend both of those chapels and they would be from they would be on Tuesday and Thursday from I want to say something like 10 to 11 or 11 until 12 and um, during that time every student went down to the chapel um, and and we had a a worship service and there was preaching the whole nine yards as far as church goes Um, as far as local church goes and I know this is different at some schools um, I believe at Indiana Bible College most students are required to attend Calvary Tabernacle which is there Um, I believe that the the school is essentially attached uh, or a part of the, the the main church there. But at Urshan College, we were able to attend um, any of a number of schools that were in the St. Louis area. I knew students who drove an hour to church um, for Sunday services and Wednesday night services. And then some students uh, who went to the sanctuary, uh, which at the time, uh, Brother Scott Graham was the pastor of that church when I was there. And that was six minutes from the school. And so it was a real blessing <laughs> to be able to, you know, pretty much sleep uh, relatively late on Sundays and, and then, you know, mm-hmm. throw my suit on and drive to church. Um, and then another another thing that was different about Urshan that I'm not really sure how they do um, at other places, but on Wednesday nights, there's a, a student-led service called Vespers. So for students who, you know, maybe uh, don't have transportation and can't get to a local uh, congregation for Wednesday night services, we would have a student-led services where, you know, a student would lead worship and there would be students involved and all of that. And then a a student would give a keynote and then another student would also preach. And normally that was like a, a, a lower classman or a freshman or a sophomore would give the keynote and then a senior would preach um, on a Wednesday night. So there was a multiplicity of opportunities and options for people to take part in for church. So that actually brings me to a different question uh, that yeah. I didn't jot down. I just, it just kind of came to me as we were speaking, uh, as you were talking. And sure. how does, you mentioned the student-led service. But I know, obviously, the these schools, uh, specifically that I'm going to be interviewing, TBC, IBC, and Urshan, have albums, and I've listened to their albums. So is church, you said student-led, but is church still led by those musicians and, and like, media members and all that kind of stuff? Uh, as far as the ones who are involved in the album, yes. Uh, you know, I there are some students um, who have sang – you know, on albums, I actually sang on uh, every album that I was uh, present at school for um, and was actually honored to um, be able to sing some duets. Actually, every year, <laughs> every year that I sang there, there was a, a I ended up singing with a, a duet with a girl um, on the album. And so, um, you know, you you definitely saw some of those people who were involved in those processes, um, uh, singing and leading worship. Um some of the people who did, um, you know, the music who played on the albums, they played in our regular Wednesday night services. It was all student led. So every album that we ever created um, was uh, probably, a, you know, a 70 to 80 percent student led project. And then, you know, our, our choir director, Sister Laura Payne, would uh, would be involved in helping us select songs, write songs and choose songs for those albums. And then we would have an engineer come in and, and actually create the album for us, run the sound whenever we would record. 
but yeah, so you would definitely see a lot of students, you know, who, who you might hear on an Urshan album today. I've, I've led worship with them. I've sang with them. I've played with them. So it's a really, really wonderful opportunity to get some, some diversity uh, in your, in your worship leading. Mm-hmm. That's that answered my per- question perfectly. So this kind of shoots back to a couple questions back, but this question was suggested to me. I threw out a question on social media and I found somebody replied. And at first I found it odd, but as I thought about it, it made more and more sense to me because most people go from a secular high school to Bible college. I've been blessed to attend my church's uh, Christian school. So I have never obviously attended a secular high school, but what is that transition like from high school to Bible college? And is it similar to, uh, you've already kind of mentioned it and you probably already answered the question in part. Is it, I'm, I'd imagine it's similar from high school, high school to college and high school to Bible college. Sure. Um, from what I've understood, uh, as far as, uh, transitioning from college to Bible college, if you, if you transferred from another school, the process is super seamless. Um, it, it goes over really well um, in, in every school that I've heard about. I had friends who transferred from the same community college that I did into Indiana Bible College and Texas Bible College, um, as well as into Urshan. And so that goes over super, super well, super easily. Um, you know, colleges are prepared for things like that. As far as transitioning from high school, it's obviously something that I did not do, but I had a lot of friends do over the years to all of those schools, um, to Texas Bible College, Indiana Bible College, and Urshan College as well. And so um, just really the only difference is that, you know, for those coming into uh, Urshan or wherever from high school, their mindset um, is a little less prepared in the sense that they've never had college-level courses. They've never sat in uh, college-level discussions. Um, But Normally, um, they're prepared in the sense that, you know, they've made the decision to go. So, you know, when you make a decision to step out and go somewhere deeper than you've ever been, your maturity level automatically adjusts to that. And uh, you you begin to learn and you open yourself up to things. So I know a lot of students. I had a friend just recently transfer to IBC from uh, straight out of high school, and he seems to be enjoying it well. So I think that the transition is... Um, as deep as the individual. If if they want to work hard and they want to jump into it straight from high school and they have their pastor's approval, I say go ahead and do it. Enjoy it. Um, see what you can learn early on. The earlier you can get more educated, the better. And for those who decide to transfer from community college or universities, um, do that as well if you can, if you have the opportunity. Interesting, interesting. So I think that kind of solved the question for uh it was suggested to me, and I think that solves the question and answers the question very well. So when you did make that transition from college, oh, and also to clear up, uh, if you may have lapsed, um, the reason he said that, or the reason that you said you didn't know it was like to go from high school to college is not because you didn't graduate high school, but if you, <laughs> yeah. if you remember back uh, a little earlier, he said he went to community college and just making sure because at first it did catch me off guard and I knew that a few people <laughs> may understand that at first but like I was saying when you did make that transition what did you major in and then at Urshan because I know every college is different what classes are involved in that in that major at Urshan and how has that affected your personal life and life in ministry after graduation sure um, when I transferred as I sort of uh, briefly mentioned earlier I did not want to get a degree that was theology only. That was one of my biggest concerns was, God, you're calling me out of this uh, this uh, 
secular professional degree program here at the college that I'm at to go to another school and to uh, do something for your kingdom. And I'm, I'm all about that, Lord, but I'm concerned that I'll get wrapped up in, and I know that this sounds negative, but it's not how I mean it in a negative manner, but I, I was concerned that I would get wrapped up in only studying theology. And I come from a very, very well-rooted church who had taught us a lot. And then as well, I had done uh, Bible quizzing. So at the time, I admit that I was ever so slightly, um, uh, I guess, closed off to that. And the only reason was um, because I had been in that secular professional mindset. But I I chose to seek the will of God, and I ended up uh, getting to Urshan, and I found out that they had a program called Organizational Leadership. And a lot of of the... um, students who were involved in the Christian ministries, uh, the bachelor's in arts and Christian ministries program, you know, they would always ask me, you know, why did you do that? Why did you not just go straight into ministry? And I told them, um, I have a lot of ministry experience and I wanted to do something that could benefit the kingdom of God in a way that, you know, uh, that, that it needed more so. Um, mm-hmm. And so I wanted to learn something that would help me lead. And, and it was funny. Mm-hmm. It was like, I knew that God was calling me to leadership. And it was it was ironic and and comical that um, the title of the program that I eventually ended up in was called organizational leadership, and that that program was built towards um, church management, uh, nonprofit organizational management, and um, and and it even even has benefited me since then in the secular uh, professional world um, because it has given me opportunities to learn lots of things, but. Uh, that was sort of the basis of why I chose that program. And I decided that, you know, I wanted to um, do something for the kingdom of God that was, you know, maybe, maybe less done. Um, I wanted to take the road a little less traveled. Um, And so that's how I ended up there. And then the Uh, classes, um, the classes, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. The classes um, that were involved there, um, there were lots of classes that were uh, basic level, um, uh, as far as general education goes, um, Urshan College starts out with theology. They want to make sure that everybody is is good and grounded in truth when they get there. And so I started out in classes like Introduction to Pentecostal Theology and taking classes like hermeneutics so that I could study, you know, how to study the Word of God. And then um, as I progressed in the organizational leadership program, I started to take classes that were um, you know, based on leadership. I took classes in project management. I took classes in conflict management and resolution. I took uh, a course um, uh, about, you know, about teams and about how to build the right teams. I took courses on church management. I took a um, a course uh, that was essentially geared towards um, leading in the, in the professional world. And so I was able to take courses that, that were beneficial to me in the church um, and, and would help me you know, to do lots of things. But the blessing was that as God began to mold me, I began to realize how much more there was to discover about theology. And the way that college works is you have to take courses that don't just fit exactly to what you're going to, um, but also that will benefit you in other areas, sort of like electives. And so I filled up all of my electives with theology classes after my first year, because I realized that there was so much more that I needed to know. So I took Christology and I took, uh, a course on uh, the Gospels and, and Acts, and I took uh, courses that were involved in in how to study the Word and how to get deeply into the Word, and then I found out that all of those things were interconnected in the Kingdom of God. 
perfect. That I, obviously that that just nails what I was trying to ask. Uh, that's nails it perfectly. I kind of lost at words uh, for words. <laughs> uh, so this is I guess kind of came to me. I'm sorry for shooting back. I've already done this a few no, times. No, go ahead. But uh, how is the seniority kind of like at a Bible college? Because when you go to normal college, from what I understand, obviously I've I'm I'm attending online college now, so I don't have that experience yet. Right. But when you are going at, going to normal college, you know everybody's a blank slate, and you know nobody everybody has something in common. But it's not like Bible college where you know you're all uh, Pentecostal believers or at least believers, sure. uh, in kind of the same doctrine. So how does that seniority work? Maybe not in seniority like oh I'm a senior and you're a freshman, but more like like how are you treated because some some people are going to bible college and they've they've been working a job or whatever and then some people are already like like you've already mentioned a few times well versed in working ministry and stuff like that so are are the professors like you're a clean slate and i'm going to teach you everything or are you treated like you've been in ministry for a while because in your case you you obviously you were yeah uh the seniority um it, it's funny traditionally at urshan college um we always joked and told everybody, it doesn't matter how many years uh, you you have transferred in from another school. I had a, I had a cousin who had done three, almost three years at university before he transferred to Urshan, and his degree was in engineering. And so he actually really went right back down to square one when he transferred in. But we, you know, we always joked and said, um, you know, if you're day one at Urshan, then you're a freshman at Urshan, no matter how much you're transferring in. Uh, and so as far as student life goes, um, you know, that was that was really the running joke. But they really brought me in, uh, even though I had been out and I had done a lot of things. They really took me in and said, we need you to understand that you've got to be moldable here, that you've got to be willing to learn. And that was part of that testimony that I told you earlier, that I ended up taking more courses in theology, even though I thought, you know, I've learned a lot and I know a lot. Um, and the, the truth is that... Um, they, they did that because they had been there and they, the students, the older students wanted me to understand that you, know, that you need to be moldable here, that you need to learn something here. Um, and you need to sort of take your box box down and say, okay, I can receive something here, even if I've already been somewhere. As far as the instructors go, they did the same thing. They wanted us to understand that there's always something to learn about God. God is never going to run out of information. The Bible is never going to run out of information. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bible is never going to run out of questions. And then also they taught me that leadership never runs out of questions. That Dr. Bernard, um, who taught a lot of our classes on the side, he would um, you know, come in for a guest lecture. This is you know, the general superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church International, and he would tell us there's always something to learn. And we would hear from, uh, we would hear from leaders uh, from all over our organization, theological leaders, uh, preaching leaders. And then we would also hear from people at the United Pentecostal Church International Headquarters because that's also located in St. Louis. And they would come in and they would always tell us there's always something to learn. One of the coolest classes I ever attended, uh, we had, um, he, I, he's got a master's degree. I believe he's working on a doctorate, but his name is Cody Minks. He works um, in public health. He came in and did a guest lecture. Um, and it was incredible because you don't realize how every profession can affect the kingdom of God. So consistently throughout my time at school, um, the seniority was accepted and recognized in the sense that we respect where you've been, but we want you to continue to grow and continue to learn. Mm -hmm. That answers it perfectly once again. So moving on, after all of that, after all that you've done in Urshan and 
and your majors and everything, uh, what did you bring back? Like possibly what are some things that you learned in uh, leading in worship or service leading, maybe after the worship service and maybe some outreaching tips or any other kind of tips that maybe you brought back from Urshan and and learned and brought into your your life? Sure. Uh, You know, I came, like I said before, you know, I ended up transitioning back home eventually um, and uh, becoming a part of my local congregation. Um, But before I did that, I actually did a an internship um, at Dallas First Church with uh, Bishop Tom Foster and their staff there, and I continued to learn even after after I had left. Um, and that is again one of the major points that I brought back that there's always something to learn. Um, and as one of the blessings that really just helped my life, um, and, and I feel like could be beneficial to the to the uh, walk run community, um, is that you know ministry, everybody involved in ministry, some of the greatest ministers that we've ever heard, people like Victor Jackson, Jackson, people like Wayne Huntley, people like uh, Court Chavis, those, those men are, are just men. You know, they don't walk around, uh, you know, bumping into angels every single day in the grocery store. Um, one of the greatest things that I ever learned is that people like Dr. Bernard and Dr. Norris and some of these great, great names, um, uh, they are, they're individuals and they can be approached. They're men, they have wives, they have families, they're normal. They're like you and I. Um, and that was one of the greatest, greatest things that ever happened to me when I realized that I, th- I thought it was the coolest thing. Um, Jerry Jones preached my convocation service, which was like the first, uh, committal service that we had at Urshan for, for new students, the semester that I came, it, I was, you know, enamored. I was excited because this was a preacher that I had listened to for years I had uh, cassette tapes <laughs> that I would listen to um, of him that my dad had stored up for years. And I was so incredibly amazed to find out that after that service, when I walked up to him, that he was just a normal man who would have a conversation with you. So one of the blessings to my life was that um, one of the tips, I guess, that I brought on was, you know, approach those people, ask those people questions, because if there's always something to learn and they've learned it, then I can learn from them. Some of the more practical advice uh, that I would give to anybody that I've picked up since I came home would be simply, uh, we learned at Urshan College that everybody, above anything else, before they're a leader, they're what's called a servant leader. That's a a title that we um, place on every student, that you're a servant leader, Um, that there's no no greater purpose fulfillment in life than serving God and serving the church in every aspect. If that's picking up a vacuum cleaner and vacuuming the sanctuary after some kid has spilled their Cheerios everywhere. <laughs> or if that's, you know, if that's carrying pastor stuff up on the platform for him, or even if, if, you know, this is what you feel called to, and that's what you're led to do. And you're asked to do, um, even on the opportunities that you get to preach, everybody is a servant and, uh, normal people, you know, the average blue collar worker that attends your church, they're going to be impressed by the things that you're able to do through the moving of the spirit. Uh, but what they what they will be most impressed by is the things that you do on a day to day basis, your daily walk with God and what that looks like. And I came home. I've worked secular jobs. I've worked in construction since I've been home. I've worked in contracting and, you know, I've worked with the average guy. And really what they want to know is if somebody um, if if somebody from that Bible college state, that 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 aspect of life can just relate to them and, and can have a normal conversation with them. So that's my greatest tip is always be able to learn, uh, con- you know, c- 
confide and 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 uh, question ministry, ask them questions, learn from them, and then take that thing that you learn and translate it into somebody else's life, pour it into somebody else's life through your service. That is a question that if I might have to rewind again because it was full of great information. Uh, it was it was it was a truly. I think it just had a lot of great stuff in it, great information that. Uh, just just to really just kind of hear it out loud that these people are just like everyone else. Uh, and moving on again, I've, you've already kind of covered this, and I don't like repeating uh, questions because I don't want you to answer <laughs> the same question twice. But uh, this is kind of go with that one, this that previous question. What is one thing or possibly multiple things that Urshan change your perspective about? It's kind of like the previous question but it's mm-hmm. less concrete and more about mental perspective and how you view things. Uh, Urshan changed my perspective, uh, firstly, about the gospel, because what I had to realize was that the gospel is a continuously growing thing, and the church is a continuously growing body. And it changed my perspective about how I approach those things because it helped me understand that I'll never achieve finality until we cross glory, until we get to heaven. I'll never get to the point where I should stop growing, where I should stop chasing the will of God, chasing uh, the, the purpose of God. The thing that changed my perspective in a more practical way is it helped me to realize, like I said before, that ministry is real people. It's filled with real people. And if it's filled with real people and I'm a real person, then that means I can be involved in ministry. There's no pedigree. There's no lineage. There's no heritage that qualifies you for ministry greater than the heritage that you receive from Jesus Christ in your salvation. And people uh, often feel like I could never do that. I could never be a part of that. Um, But that's not what the gospel says. The gospel says that that men who only know how to fish can become fishers of men. The gospel says that that men who have pasts where they hurt people and they even had people killed, that they can become a part of the, the kingdom of God and that they can be used in ministry. Um, it gives us clear understanding that, you know, the average person, uh, the carpenter's son from the middle of nowhere can change the entire world. And so... Um, when they helped me to understand that the gospel was continually growing and that I needed to grow, I was able to also understand that, you know, I can be in ministry. My dad's not a preacher. My mom's not a minister's wife, but I can be involved in ministry. That's really another great answer. Kind of solves a couple of questions that I had about perspective and how it how it's changed uh, after graduating. Now, this is kind of what most people have been waiting for uh it's kind of what what people uh uh in different podcasts or youtube or whatever this is when the drums start rolling and now (laughs) this is this is what you've all been waiting for and this is truly more of an obvious question and that question is is bible college right for everyone and why or why not and personally i'm going to go ahead and say personally uh obviously i'm interviewing you here but Mm -hmm. i just want to keep it clear that Personally, I don't believe so, just because some people don't need what Bible College offers, and I feel like it's just sometimes it's not right for them spiritually. And obviously, I'm not saying that 
theology is not good or maybe learning music because I know the music programs at these schools is something that I would love to have because I'm a musician and I love music and learning church music and all that stuff. I'm not yeah. saying those skills aren't required, but sometimes God just doesn't want you to do that and, and do that uh, particular step in life. And also mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're, you're aligned with your pastor at all times. You want to stay uh, some pastors don't prefer it, and some pastors want you to push it. Some pastors probably have the majority of the youth group after 18 attend Bible college, and some people <laughs> uh, or pastors defer from it, and they don't prefer it. But just to restate the question, is Bible college right for everyone, and why? And then, or why or why not? And why was it right for you, and what are the pros and cons? Just more of a summary of kind of what we've already talked about. Yeah, Harrison, uh, you know, I... I, I will answer the question in a general sense by saying that the answer to that question is no. That Bible college is not for everyone. Um, and, you know, attending a school like that, um, I, I can definitely say that there were people there who found out throughout the time that they were there that they weren't supposed to be there. And then I've had people who are friends who transferred from universities, like I said, my cousin did after three years of being there because they realized that that's where they should have gone. And so uh, the answer most definitely is no, it's not for everyone. But what is for everyone is seeking out the will of God. And like you said before, if you get on your knees, you know, you pray and you fast about the future of the will of God for your life, and you confirm that will, of that will, that plan through your pastor and through the leaders that you're submitted to, and God leads you to Bible college, um, or, or, or as we say at Urshan, we're an apostolic Christian college, <laughs> um, if God leads you to that area of your life, go for it. Don't hesitate. Um, because when God starts to lead and he starts to confirm his will, um, what is most important is that you're obedient. And some of the pros and cons, just to just into that a little bit, uh, the pros are that you do get to um, you know, meet a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life who have been involved in ministry. Mm-hmm. You get to, you know, increase your perspective of the gospel, increase your perspective of the church. Um mm-hmm. and you know, some of the cons, if I could just be frank, um, is that when you do get there, it doesn't mean that problems go away. I think one of the mis, uh, misconceptions of, of, of Bible college is that people think that, oh, well, I'm here now. I'm walking on holy ground at all times, and everyone here is perfect. Everyone here talks to angels in their sleep, and, uh, you know, life is going to be perfect here. No, life is real there just as it is anywhere else. Um, but uh, and and just like I've said before, but life is what you make it. Your 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 future is what you make it. And so if you get there and you find out that it's not for you, then leave. But if you get there and you realize this is where you're supposed to be, I would chase it. And every step that comes up until then, I I, I chased it. I chased the future. I chased the will of God. And then that's where it landed me. Well, that sums up the question perfectly. I've been looking at this question for about a week reviewing notes and reviewing what I was going to go over. And I was wondering, what is he going to say? What is, how are you going to answer this question? And you encapsulate, you encapsulated it perfectly. I think you looked at it from an objective point of view. Cause I know some people are like, Oh yeah, Bible college. And you know, some people, and I hate to say it are, um, you know, very church oriented, like right. you know, obviously, obviously everybody's church oriented. And some people are like my church, my church, my church. And then some people are like UPC, UPC and nothing against UPC. I'm not, I'm not here to, to, to to talk about the UPC or the differences like yeah yeah the differences Absolutely. but <laughs> I'm just here to say that some people are like oh for sure one way or for sure the other way that's why there's many different types of 
uh, organizations right. that we have and way that people or pa- pastors lead their church. And I think you put right. it in a very objective terms. You talked about why it was good for you, but you also talked about why it was not good for some other people that you that you were with. And mm-hmm. you also talked about the pros and cons. You covered the good and the bad. And now people that hear this can kind of weigh it and weigh is one is the pro heavier than the con or is the con heavier than the pro and Absolutely. that'll help them decide whether or not Bible college is the right step in life. And yeah. So, and to add, to add to that, ahead. Harrison, um, uh, you know, I think, I think the youth camp, youth convention and youth Congress moments that we have that have really helped to shape many of us. Um, you know, really what it seems like is in those moments, if you're not choosing to go into ministry, you're not choosing to go, in, go into anything important. But like I said way earlier in this podcast, and I'll reiterate it again, God's purpose, God's desire for your life um, is the best thing that you can choose. And I do believe that God calls people to be doctors. I do believe that God calls people to be farmers. I believe that God calls mm-hmm. people to build houses and, and, and to teach people, teach elementary school, just as much as he calls anybody into ministry. And so it's about choosing, you know, what is the will of God for my life above choosing what feels like I'll get the most acceptance from the leaders in my life. That, thank you for adding that on. That kind of sums up what I was thinking as well. Uh, so before I close, like always on Walk Run, is there anything you'd like to cover that maybe I missed because I didn't attend Bible college and maybe I'm sure there are some questions that, oh man, he didn't get to ask me. <laughs> and so honestly, the floor is yours. And if you want, you can go uh, wherever you want with this remaining time that we have. Uh, we have around five or 10 minutes and you can go wherever you want with it. If there's anything I haven't covered, or if you just kind of want to say our goodbyes and we can leave it here. And then, like I said, you can, you can have the floor for the, for the mm-hmm. next five or 10 minutes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I would really add uh, would be that, um, you know, whether or not you choose to attend a Bible college, if you choose to attend secular college um, and go to, and we use that word secular uh, not meaning uh, <laughs> that it's worldly in the sense that, you know, if you go there, you won't be doing the will of God. But we use it, you know, uh, to to identify um, things that are not directly correlated with ministry in the church. Um, and if you choose to do those things, if, that, if that's your plan, if that's part of what the will of God is for your life, do that. Um, any student that's listening to me right now, uh, I, I can tell you that that's what I what I understood was the plan of God for my life, and that's why I was where I was. And then God continued to shape that calling. Everything that I received from my uh, years in, in in community college here, um, all of that information played into my future. Uh, none of it was useless once I got to Bible college. None of the experiences that I had prior to that moment uh, of of walking first day into into Urshan College in three degree weather, and I had never been in anything under twenty degrees. Um, but when I walked on, you know, everything was everything was building up to that moment. Your future, your life, your perspective, your hermeneutic, your understanding, your worldview, your your desire, your lens, your projection, where you're heading. If you can root all of those things, every dream, every desire, every goal in doing the will of God, you'll land in the right spot, no matter where that is. And um, I just also wanted to say that uh, I think what you're doing here, man, is is incredible. And I wish that there had been something like this <laughs> when I was, you know, a little bit younger. But I know that God is God is blessing this and God is using this now. And I'm super excited about it, man. I think you're doing a great job. Thank you so much. It's it's 
humbling to hear you say that. Um, I'm so thankful that um, I know many people, obviously. I don't want to say nobody, but it's uh, great to hear someone, uh, even though you and I have kind of developed a friendship, someone that I'm not <laughs> close, close with, kind of be honest with right. me and just, just kind of say straight up that it's really helping and I'm not trying to shift the spotlight onto me, but I'm so <laughs> thankful for what God has been doing. Uh, and I've seen growth and I've seen, uh, you know, a lot of things happening. And at the time of this recording, uh, I'm very close to my year goal. Um, if we pass that goal, I will let everyone know, but it's kind of in the, mm-hmm. in the, uh, so I still have a week before this releases at the time of this recording. So if you're wondering, uh, if you're listening out there and we're close to our 2020 goal and I kind of knew that we we're going to surpass it. Uh, and at first it seemed like a high goal and I didn't know if I could make it. And then it, it kind of ramped up and I'm so thankful that, uh, people have been spreading the word. Uh, and you truly have no idea what that means. You hear people talk about it all the time. But when I went from becoming a, I don't want to say normal person because we're not normal. We we we're, we we all have our unique identity in Christ. But when I went from being behind the screen, from from in front of from behind the screen to watching somebody, now I'm be kind of behind the camera, uh, doing the action, directing the action. You don't really understand what it means when someone says share this and blah, blah, blah. And it truly means mm-hmm. a lot when you see a few here and there uh, tacking onto your totals and analytics, because I'm definitely a kind of a stat head. But I, <laughs> when, it comes to, when it comes to stuff like that, but I love uh, people spreading the word, and it's so helpful, and it means a lot. Absolutely. And I thank you. And obviously, I hate to end it, and end it this way with the spotlight on me, but I'm thankful that you <laughs> said that, and um, I'm thankful for uh, that I get the opportunity to help you at the very least. Uh, so, Brother Luke Moore, thank you for coming on i don't believe you have anything more to say uh to cap off what we've done here no absolutely this that that was trust me i've talked enough (laughs) i appreciate it bro thank you well brother luke moore from urshan college thank you so much uh for coming on to my uh the walk around podcast uh i hope you come back for the next special the next uh episode i believe unless anything is shaken up uh after this recording should be from tbc i will be announcing that and i'm so thankful for uh brother luke moore coming on this podcast and sharing his wonderful information and this wonderful knowledge uh it's such an honor and i thank you and i will see you very very soon